Now you fire the first shot! Oh, I like that. Oh, I like that. Welcome to the Superbook Sports Podcast. 19! Hosted by career Las Vegas odds makers Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Featuring comedian Brant Tobler. The best way to ignore the noise is to be the noise. A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Mahomes has to get rid of the ball. Finds Kelsey. And presented by the world-famous Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com to get in the action with better odds, favorable prices, and an expansive betting menu. Now live in Nevada, Colorado, and New Jersey. Sign up today at Superbook.com. Superbook.com. You've waited all week, and kickoff is here. Here we go! Let's jump behind the counter at the Superbook with Jay Cornegay and John Murray to grab the edge that you need ahead of this weekend's NFL action. That's what makes the NFL the NFL. You don't know. Any given Sunday. Here's your MC, Brant Tobler. And we are back. It is week five, and it is time for another episode of the Superbook Sports Podcast. The line starts here. I am your host, Brant Tobler, and as always, I'm joined by two of the best bookmakers in the business, coming to you from the Westgate Sportsbook in Las Vegas, Jay Cornegay and John Murray. Boys, how we doing this week? All, all good. I mean, just uh, rolling along with uh, the NFL Week 5. I thought the results were uh, fairly decent last week. Uh, nothing to write home about, but uh, we ended up on the winning side. Well, yeah, Jay, let's start with that because there was so much hype on this Bucks patriots game last week. And, uh, of course, you guys told us for the fourth week in a row, if you're not listening to this podcast, you're missing out. Uh, week two, you said you guys needed the Ravens, winner. Week three, Dolphins, winner. Week four, you needed the Patriots. You guys tried to get me there, but the Patriots came through for you. By the by, the time the game started, was it as heavy as you thought it'd be on the Bucks? Pretty much. Uh, that's you know, it makes sense because we understand how popular the Buccaneers are, defending Super Bowl champions, et cetera, et cetera. So we we get that, but guys like you, Brant, you know, they <laughs> you know they they don't want to listen, and it doesn't always turn out that way in most cases. And I'm not sure if John agrees with me or not, but uh, in most cases, when you get that type of lopsided action, I certainly would prefer fading the public. In, in those cases, but it's not that easy. If it was that easy and it happened every time, you know, we all would do it from home. I wouldn't have to punch in and out every weekend. Are they still, Jay, are they still making you clock in and out? I mean, I stopped doing that years ago. <laughs> really? I've been yeah, to it and then yeah, I stopped I and I got written up for it. And right. so I had to go through the turnstile and wow. it was, no, yeah. I don't do any of that. You know, we, we what really saved us on Sunday. In addition to the new England covering was, the Jets beating the Titans because we had so many money line parlays with teams like the Bengals, the Titans, the Chiefs, the Packers, all going to the Buccaneers on Sunday night football. If we hadn't got the Jets to knock out Tennessee in the morning, we would have lost on that game because there would have been so many teasers and money line parlays running down to Tampa Bay. But because of the Jets and because New England covered the spread, it, it was a pretty good Sunday for us. That's awesome. The Jets save you again. Oh, well, I'm excited. So. <laughs> I'm excited. I think we got another great week of football. I think uh, we're kind of should be having a kind of feel for these games. Uh, I, I got a couple games for you guys that I think are the best games of the week. I, I want to, Jay, we'll start with this first one. Uh, Packers 
are heading to Cincinnati. Looks like right now Packers are two and a half minus 20. Where do you see this game going? Well, as expected, the, the public certainly on the Packers. We open this three and a half, and we have some pretty uh, sharp play on the home dog Bengals as uh, they took the three and a half, took the threes. You're starting to see a lot of uh, two and a halves now out there, and along with uh, what we're posting there, minus two and a half, minus dollar twenty. You still see a couple threes out there, three even, that is, plus three, minus dollar twenty. But I would suspect that those will be turning to two and a half by the time we get to Sunday morning. So it's a typical sharp versus public play with the sharps being on the home dog. Now, John, is this like, would you, as a, as a public, as an idiot that I am, that's a pretty big move to come <laughs> through three, right? So that's got to be a oh, yeah. pretty big sharp play, right? It, it takes an extremely respected group to move a number through three. There wasn't as much three and a half out there. There was some three and a half, 20 out there, but most of the books were at Bengals plus three even, Bengals plus three minus 110, and now you're starting to see two and a half out there. And I think it's going to close there because the group that bet the Bengals is that respected. And I, so, I do think that it's going to close there, even though the public, of course, is all over Green Bay in the spot. I mean, it's like, it's probably our most lopsided ticket count of the week, either that or, or the or the Cardinals. So will this be the game? So this is going to kind of level out for you guys, or are you going to need one side in the end? Oh, no, we'll, we'll definitely need the Bengals in the end because the, the, the public money will so far outweigh the sharp players that we take that we'll, we'll definitely be rooting for the Bengals. It's not going to be like the decision we had on Sunday night with the with the Patriots or the two weeks prior to that when we needed Baltimore against Kansas City because of, because of the time slot this game being at 10 a.m. means that the public's money will be spread around a lot more on all these different games but if this game was the night game it would be a monster decision with us needing the Bengals huge now Jay if do you think this game will come back up to three and if it does would the Sharps just come right back in and take those three again and is, is there any reason to not even move it up there to have the Sharps do that or well, as John said, you know, because of the respected money on the uh, home dog side, uh, books will be very reluctant to go to three. I'm not saying uh, it won't, but they will hold at two and a half for as long as they can. They don't like to hop on and off three throughout the week. It would take quite a bit of public money to pump that thing back up to three. But you're certainly going to see minus two and a half, minus dollar twenties. Uh, I'm just kind of curious to see. Uh, when we know what's going to happen, those three evens, okay, Packers minus three even, when they disappear. I think by the time we get to tomorrow afternoon, Saturday afternoon, most of those threes will disappear. Jay, this is, now I don't know if this is just an internet rumor or something, or is there any truth to like, do the Sharps ever like try to trick you guys, like bet something one way in hopes that you move it and then come back and blast it the other way? Or is that just stuff I read on Reddit? All the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a little cat and mouse game. I mean, sometimes we feel we, we got to have a good feel. We have, you know, great guys in the back room and, and they can feel where, where uh, that happens. Not all the time, but they do try to mold the market into their favor. So if they uh, are looking for a particular number, they can set the market up and then come back on the other side. It does happen quite often. But uh, we have a pretty good feel on when they're trying to do that. Not all the time, but uh, you know, when we set these lines, we have a little bit of that sharp, I guess, uh, experience and that sharp uh, philosophy of where this 
this line should be. And if it goes in the opposite direction of what we're feeling, then we think that they are trying to shape the market to where they want it to be and then come back hard on it the other way or most likely at the end of the week. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, John, I mean, this is a little not I know you guys are very humble, but you guys probably like other books kind of just follow you guys and maybe the offshores. So you guys create a real line and have confidence in it. So would you say like other right. books are more successful to be phonied up like that, where you guys well, kind of have an idea where you want to be? I think, uh, first of all, I think my humility is one of my best qualities. So <laughs> I, I'm glad I appreciate you picking up on that. Uh, we've, we've got our, our team back there. They have, they've got their sets of power ratings. So they know where these games should be. And I think that makes it a little easier for them to isolate the kind of fake bets that Jay was talking about versus people that do nothing but just blindly copy what's out there on the market, whether they're copying us or one of the other respected books here or offshore. There are books out there that all they do is just look and copy. And then it's they're going to be a lot more susceptible to getting those fake bets to trick them off of moving the number the wrong way. I don't think that's going to happen to our guys as much because they've got a pretty good idea of where the market should be. I'm not saying that it has never happened. Of course it has. But but I, I, I really trust the team we have back there. That's awesome. That's what I love about this podcast is hearing the, the behind-the-counter stuff. I thought the Packers were free money, but I'm glad we do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stop myself. I'm going Bengals. Considering myself a kind of smart guy, some of these now, are going to win, Brent. Uh, you yeah, know, no, like, I know. You can't, no, it can't just be like, okay, the public's on this side. Okay, well, they're going to lose. I mean, that's it's not like that in the NFL. In the NFL, the market is so good, it's so tight. That's what makes the NFL so hard to bet on. And the public is going to win their share of these games as well. And we're going to take big losses when they do. And no, I, I'm Brent. I was, I'm still punching in and out. Okay. Yeah. I, told, I, told no, I understand that it's never a lock, but I just know. My betting trends are, man, when I really love something, it's usually a disaster. So to have the Sharps, I'm, I'm going to I'm gonna try something different this week and not just bet like we talked about last week, the last thing I saw, which I think carries me into this next game because I'm really curious. So the next game I want to talk about is this Chargers-Browns game. Chargers are currently two-point favorites. They obviously looked great last week, but I think this Browns team might be for real. Jay... I don't even know where to go on this game. Jay, what are your thoughts on this one? Well, we opened the Browns, and we do respect them uh, at short favorite, minus one. And now it's all the way to the other side, the Chargers, minus two. Obviously, their performance on Monday night had something to do with that. Against the Raiders, they've, they've had some impressive wins. They haven't had an easy schedule, and you know they've looked very, very sharp you know, in the first quarter of the season. The Browns have been impressive as well. I mean, their defensive line is no joke. Uh, that that uh, D-line, I, I think, can stop anybody. But uh, with the way the Chargers have performed over the last uh, few weeks has been pretty impressive. And I can understand the line movement. As far as the ticket count, it's really even. The money is even. There's just really nothing significant on either side it's just a plain even game despite the move but a lot of that was on error based off the the performance by the chargers on monday night Uh, right now i feel like everybody's just keeping in line with the market as we haven't really seen a lot of sharp play on this game and the public is pretty much split john is i was thinking about taking the browns is this maybe a stay away game for me or do you do i take this road dog you know, Jay mentioned that we opened this game one, 
and that was before last week's game. So we we would argue that that's this has been an overreaction in the market. We think the Browns are a little bit better than the Chargers. I don't know that the Chargers really have any home field advantage at SoFi Stadium. Uh, I would imagine there's going to be a lot of Cleveland fans in the building for that game. So yeah, based on what we had at our look-ahead number at, for this line to move as, as much as it has off of no injuries, we would argue that the value is on the Cleveland side in this game. But it's a very it's a toss up game in terms of the way it's being bet here, and it really it even though it's really one of the best games of the week just as a football fan, it's not really a game with a, a lot of uh, a big financial decision for us at least not at this time. All right. Well, speaking of overreactions, I think this next game might have a little overreaction to it. I just am not sold on these Cardinals. Now the Cardinals are five point favorites against the Niners, only undefeated team left. I just I don't, but I, I guess Niners are going to start the rookie this week. Jay, am I overthinking this one, or you guys? What do you think on this game? Well, this line opened, you know, four on the Cardinals, and it was uh, driven up a little bit uh, by um, a little bit combination of the public money, and, and there was a little bit of sharp money. But the sharp money did come back on the Niners. Uh, there were some five and a half out there when we noticed that some of those. Uh, respected players took that five and a half and, and drove it back down to uh, the current number at five. I think, you know, what you said is that you're not sold on the Cardinals. I just, I'm not sure many people have seen the Cardinals yet. They've been playing games opposite of some of these other featured games that we see, you know, televised nationally. I don't think a lot of people have seen the Cardinals, so I can understand that they haven't received a lot of public respect yet but this game if they were to come in and play pretty well against the Niners and Niners are struggling a little bit uh, across the board they have some issues down there but um, this is a game that I think is going to pretty much hold true at five I don't see it really moving that much off of that five number John with this rookie starting does it make it harder for you guys to really because you really don't know what you're going to get out of this kid do you when you when you're making the lines on this game you know, the the thing that makes it a little e- little easier is we consider Jimmy Garoppolo to basically be a stiff anyway. So it's not like, you know, it's not like they've got some elite quarterback that's coming out of the game. We've got to make some drastic adjustment because we don't know what the what the rookie is going to give us. Uh, it, it's maybe a small downgrade for San Francisco just because Lance is so inexperienced and he did look lost when he went in in the second half against Seattle last week. But uh, we never thought a whole lot of Jimmy Garoppolo to begin with. Uh, I think the the injury to really keep an eye on, it sounds like Trent Williams is going to go. The 49, 49er star offensive tackle is going to go. And we did see some sharp guys taking five and a half yesterday, like Jay mentioned. So possible overreaction number here with the Cardinals off that great, great win over the Rams last week. Yeah, I could see him. To Trent Williams, that would make a lot of sense because if I had a rookie, I'd want to just try to run the ball and the Niners run the ball mm-hmm. as good as anybody. All right. I, I think I'm going to ride with the Niners. Well, hopefully those games will go good and I can get to the what I assume is going to be another huge game for you guys. Sunday night, the big matchup, Kansas City at home. Right now, two and a half point favorites against the mighty Buffalo Bills. Jay, is this going to be probably the biggest game of the weekend for you guys? Well, I, I think so as far as handle, uh, but uh, I, I believe the tickets will calm down and, and be very evenly split, uh, so it won't be a lopsided decision. But handle-wise, it's probably going to be uh, one of the top two games of, of uh, the, the day. 
Uh, we opened Chiefs three, and it's now Chiefs minus uh, two and a half, minus dollar twenty. Bills obviously a very trendy team, and they got about seventy four percent of the tickets right now, and that's really surprising because of who they're playing. Uh, the Chiefs have been a public team as we all know for years, but seventy four percent of the tickets on the Bills on the road, all right, who lost to the Chiefs in last year's playoffs convincingly, all right, and yet they still are getting support from from the general public. That's that's just surprising to me because the Chiefs are so popular. I do expect it to, to even out a little bit, and we get some Chiefs money when, once we get closer to, you know, kickoff. The Sharps haven't played it yet, as far as I know. They they haven't touched this game, so they're just probably keeping an eye on it, see where it goes. You do see uh, in the market there's a couple of threes even, but uh, right now uh, the majority of the market sitting in that minus two and a half, minus dollar twenty on the Chiefs. Yeah, I know. Kansas City got him last year, and they said this whole offseason Buffalo was building to beat Kansas City. It looks like Buffalo has a pretty easy record. I don't know if you guys – I'm sure you guys look at everything, but it feels like to me, John, I don't know if you've even looked at this because I know you guys are busy, but if Buffalo can get through this game, they might be on a path to be like the number one seed mm-hmm. and maybe a, a good idea for the AFC Championship. Is that something I should maybe well, look at? They- Buffalo, if Buffalo wins this game, they'd be a prohibitive favorite to be the number one seed in the AFC simply because of the schedule. They, Buffalo's division is so weak relative to what Kansas City has to deal with in the AFC West, what Cleveland and Baltimore have to deal with in the AFC North. Buffalo's got the easy path. They get to play the two games against the Jets, Dolphins, and Patriots right now. That's that's easily the, the, the best path possible in the AFC if they win this game. And they have the, that would give them the tiebreaker over Kansas City on top of everything else and put them two games ahead of Kansas City in the standings, Buffalo, clear path, really, to home field advantage all the way to the Super Bowl. And, and I think the reason why you know, Jay mentioned the public is on the Bills, and that's very unusual to see them going against the Chiefs, but you know, word is out that Kansas City's defense is lousy. You know, They were able to get by with average to below average defense because Mahomes and the offense were so great, but now their defense is just flat out lousy. And Buffalo is so good on both sides of the ball I can see why people are back in the bills here. Yeah, because- you know, I wish that uh, AFC East would figure it out. You know, there's always one dominating team, and we've seen it with the Patriots. And being a Bronco fan, it used to piss me off all the time because the Patriots would just prey on that weak division of theirs. You know, and now the Bills are doing it. I wish they'd get it straight and maybe be competitive uh, a little deeper than they have been over the last 15, 17 years because they always end up getting a gaudy record and getting that home field advantage, which is crucial. Obviously we all know that in the playoffs and, you know, the Patriots were almost unbeatable up there, you know, in January. And I figured that if they had a little bit more competitive division, you know, they might not have been to so many Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would have loved that. I, I hate these Patriots. So I'm actually just glad it's not them coming out of the the AFC East this year. But yeah, I, I think this game, because I've really started to look at futures. Like This game to me has, if you believe in Buffalo, I would say it's the time now to get on. And, and I don't, I think everybody was on this Kansas City team, but that leads us to the Monday night game, which I kind of think after watching Baltimore come kick my Broncos butt last week and watching this Lamar Jackson, he just creates so many problems. I'm kind of on this Baltimore bandwagon. So Jay, this looks like Baltimore 7 Monday night against Indy. Any movement on this game, or is this going to be something that you're going to see a lot of action on Monday afternoon? Yeah, I think the right now it's pretty much being ignored. 
by the public and the sharps. We don't have anything significant on either side. However, the sharps have driven this uh, total down. Uh, we opened at 48 and it's currently at 45 and a half. Uh, where the majority of the market is. We still have a couple of 46s, but uh, nothing really to report on this game. I don't think uh, people are going to be interested in this game until we get to Monday. Uh, but the Sharps uh, have decided to pound the under. Moving it to two and a half points is a pretty big move this early in the week. John, any thoughts on this game? Apparently nobody cares about this game because there's almost like there's almost no action on the side. It's kind of interesting to see that on a Monday night football game. And the last two Monday nights, Philadelphia, Dallas, and the Raiders Chargers, we had tons of handle on those games. So th- this is a game that when people uh, start rubbing the sleep out of their eyes on Monday morning after they get through this weekend, they're going to go, oh, oh, yeah, there's a football game tonight. And I think that we'll get a lot of money on Baltimore at that time because they looked so good last week in Denver. Yeah, this is a game. It's just, I, I it's non-eventful. It, it's really a game that no one's going to be looking at until, uh, I mean, they'll look at it like Monday mornings. Like, who's playing tonight? Oh, Colts and Ravens. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, I'm not, I'm not really interested. And then about an hour and a half before kickoff, you know, I'm starting to like the Ravens. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. and uh, that's exactly what happens. And we're going to need the Colts, and most likely the only way we're going to win money, depending on how the games go on Sunday. The only way the books are going to win money is uh, somehow the Colts win this game uh, outright. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you read my mind. About Monday, 4.30, I'll be like, man, this Ravens and over looks good to me. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get an update on the ultimate football handicapping challenge. Hey, guys, what's shaking in your super contest this week? And you know what? That is why I'm currently ranked 338th in the Super Contest. Let's talk about the Super Contest real quick. Let me give a Super Contest update. We have two leaders at 17.5. I am currently at 12. I was 3-2 and two last week because I just couldn't listen to you guys. And I last minute threw in the Patriots. I should have been 4-1. and one, Making a run at the second three weeks. But I, I got a good feeling about this week. I, got, I think I got a 5-0 and oh week coming. But if I don't... Jay, tell me, tell me how the, the rebuy thing works again. Let's plug that one more time because I think I'm heading for that. Oh, the reboot. Yes, the, the reboot. reboot coming up. And uh, it's a contest that we've had over the last couple of years, and it's for the second half of the NFL season. It's a $500 entry fee. It's the same format as the Super Contest. You pick five games against the spread. But if you're having a, a tough first half, uh, if you're in the Super Contest, you're in luck because we have all these in-season uh, contests going on. So you have plenty of chances to win, even though you got off to a rough start. But if you want to just take a bigger slice at the season and just try to, once you get a better feel of what uh, is going on in this league, we have a Super Contest reboot. And we're accepting entries, uh, let's see, all the way through November 13th, 3 p.m. Pacific time. And uh, that is uh, for the second half. And you don't have to be in the original Super Contest to enter. It's uh, been gaining a, in popularity over the years, uh, but it gives everybody a reboot for the NFL season. It's time for the Big Ticket. Hey, John, any tickets make you do a double take this week at the Superbook? I did see on social media, if you're not following us, make sure you follow uh, Superbook on Instagram. But I saw someone had a big parlay going last night. Did, I, didn't, I don't remember what side they were on. John, did that come through or no? 
Yeah, they, uh, that gentleman at a parlay that was, uh, I think, netted somewhere in the neighborhood of $50,000 in the last leg was the Rams minus one. So he, he was in very good shape going into even at the, as the game was starting because the market was more like two and a half, three. So good, good for that guy. Uh, he, he beat us pretty good on that. And we've taken the we've taken the usual assortment of big NFL bets. Uh, but one one interesting bet we did have a guy put ten thousand dollars on Deontay Wilder. He's fighting Tyson Fury for the heavyweight title Saturday night at T-Mobile Arena. He bet uh, ten thousand at plus two fifty to win twenty five thousand. And most of the tickets and money are on Deontay Wilder in this fight. Yeah, speaking of the fight, I think that a lot of people are going to look at this way in because there's reports that Fury's like, once again, up there in weight, uh, pushing 300 pounds. I mean, he is 6'9", but, uh, you know, uh, I think he was like, first fight is around, correct me if I'm wrong, Johnny, he was like 250-something the first fight, 273 mm. the second fight. Yeah. Now there's reports that he's approaching 300 for this fight. And I guess Wilder is cut. He's been lifting a lot of weights and Maybe other things. I don't know. But uh, he looks really cut. But, you know, Fury is certainly a pretty decent favorite. It's, we opened, what, uh, 280. We went down a little bit, but now yeah. back up. And uh, I would expect the Sharps to be on the Fury side. Oh, yeah. The Fury Fury is just such the better boxer. He's a much better boxer than any other heavyweight other than Usyk. He's much better boxer than Deontay Wilder. But Deontay Wilder has that that chance where he could he could nail Fury with a huge shot. He did it in the twelfth round of their first fight. I'll never understand how Fury got off the mat after that shot in their first fight. But I've always thought Wilder is the one guy that would would have a shot against Fury because he's got that enormous punching power that nobody else possesses. And let's uh, let's wrap up the show as always with a couple college plays. I'm gonna try something different this week. I've I'm calling this my ex parlay. I'm taking the three schools that my ex, my last three girlfriends went to college at, and I'm throwing them in a parlay. And so the big, I, I think the, these are big games. These are more just going to be a fun parlay because I want to watch TV. But I got Iowa minus two against Penn State. Uh, looks like Nebraska plus three against Michigan and Ohio State, who I just despise. It uh, looks like they're twenty-one and a half. So I'm thinking about going with Iowa, Michigan. And Maryland, do you, do you have any uh, any action on or not any action, but any movement on those games or anything I should look at? I don't think this is a good idea. I don't think that this this <laughs> X parlay is a good idea. Can I start there? Uh, well, yeah, we do. <laughs> no, it's, it's a bad idea. Uh, no, Ohio State definitely really sharp groups were taking Ohio State early in the week. Uh-huh. They were playing it at the Superbook in Nevada and at the Superbook in New Jersey, and we we had actually opened Ohio State twenty. And and now we've moved up to twenty one and a half off some off some really uh really sharp action there. Okay. What about this Michigan game, Jay? Any thoughts on that? I, I I'm living, of course, by Nebraska here. There's so many Homer Nebraska fans, and they look like they stink. <laughs> Am I well, right about that? <laughs> they're not good, but we notice that uh, there's certainly sharps are on the home dog here, and that's understandable. Uh, I, I can understand why the the public is going to be all over Michigan. They have some uh, high profile dominating wins. Nebraska has been struggling, but as we speak, uh, some of those threes have just changed to two and a halfs. So oh, wow. you can understand <laughs> that some of these, uh, and, and I, I guarantee you that's sharp play versus mm-hmm. uh, you know the public. The public won't get a hold of this until tomorrow. But right now, some of those threes are disappearing, so we're starting to see some sharper play. 
on the Cornhuskers. Nebraska has been playing better, Brent. I agree with what you said, but they've really the last couple of weeks they've been playing much better. That it looks like that loss they had to Illinois the first week of the season was kind of an aberration. I mean, they they hung in there against Oklahoma. They only lost that game by a touchdown. Blowout went over Michigan State. I mean, they've been playing a lot better. I, that doesn't mean they're going to beat Michigan, but they they seem to have turned a corner from where they were before the uh, first week of the season. All right, so those two win against me. What about this last one? Am I, are they all over Penn State too? I, I like Iowa minus two. Am I again on the against the Sharps? I, I think that uh, that's going to be a good two way game. I've I've talked to some some people that I, I respect that are on Iowa in that game. They think Penn State's a little overrated. But it really, that should be a really, really good volume game in the afternoon. The game we'll have on with sound here at the Superbook in Las Vegas, and there's going to be a lot of money on both sides. All right. Well, we'll let it. We'll let it rip. I might change this parlay up a little bit. All right. That does it for week five. We will be back, of course, next week. Make sure to come see us at the Superbook in Las Vegas or at the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk, Colorado. We will be here all weekend catching all the gridiron action. Uh, and as always, you can follow us on social at Superbook Sports or at Superbook.com and stay on top of all the latest odds, boosts, and promos. If you're enjoying the show and listening to the show, please rate, subscribe, and comment. And uh, we will see you next week. You've been locked into the Superbook Sports Podcast. You get a win! You get a win! Featuring Jay Cornegay, John Murray, and Brant Tobler. I need some more of that. Come on. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on weekly behind-the-counter access to the world of the NFL. Hey, you thought you were going to get me, huh? Hell no. Want the best sports betting podcasts on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.